0: So I'm gonna ask and invite up the most good looking guy in the congregation. Uh, uh, his name is Paul. <laughs> uh, uh, here we are. Goodness me, I was just wondering how many guys she had. Goodness. Now this competition, it's a bit of a bit of a worry, isn't it? I must trust and not be afraid. I must trust and not be afraid. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Hope thou in God, my soul. Now, that's good. Hey, what? It, it is exciting to come to church, eh? Mate, this is, this is fun. I've been enjoying this. <laughs> okay. We're all about making disciples and growing in God. And when you see everyone getting these certificates, and then last term there was even more of them, it's fantastic. Just about everyone in Excite has been through one of these courses. It's absolutely great. I'm so excited about that. The best way we can make disciples is to actually point people to the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the answer to all our need. Everything in that one man. We delight ourselves in the Lord. He is is not a disappointment. He's a great blessing to us. And our theme... um, our theme is all about the presence this month, and uh, my message here is titled, uh, Enjoying His Presence, Enjoying His Presence. You know, last week, um, Reuben preached a wonderful word and uh, about lifting up our hands uh, to God. And uh, there was uh, Moses up on the hill, and Aaron and Hur holding his hands up while the battle was raging, Joshua, Joshua was leading the armies of Israel against Amalek. Amalek was coming in to rob and destroy and to kill, to steal. Sounds very uh, up to date to us. There's an enemy who wants to come against us. But Amalek basically is a picture of the flesh in us. And, And that war sometimes is raging on the inside, and God wants us to get the victory. And that's why we're here to hold your hands up like Aaron and Hur were holding up Moses' hands. And when his hands were held up, they were getting the victory and they were winning. And that's what we're about here at Excite, is holding your hands up, pointing out Jesus to you, that you lift up your hands, that you look beyond yourself, that you look outside of yourself, you look beyond the hills that were created by God, you lift your eyes even higher and receive from the Almighty. God is for us. If God be for us, who can be against us? Praise His name. What a great word. I was very encouraged last week uh, by that word, and so I just want to follow on the theme just briefly this morning. You know, um, I also want to just share with you that uh, last year when we were going through some trials in life, there were many trials, and how many of you know that when you go through life, there's many trials? It's never, it's never flat. When you drive down the road, it's never flat. There's some hills. Some of them are quite steep. Well, when you go through life, some hills can be very steep. Some valleys can be very deep. And we were going through uh, trials the last 12 months. And at that time, guess who came around to hold our hands up? Reuben and Harmony. Guess what time of the night? They were there about between 10, 11 o'clock at night. One day, they came around one evening. They weren't that well, I don't think, at the time. They said, we still want to come around. We didn't orchestrate it. They felt that they would come around and, and encourage Ruth and I. Harmony brought her guitar, So we just waltzed around the formal lounge. We worshiped God, and they just led us and prayed for us. And we went away very encouraged. We were built up, and and we praise God for people like that, that can stand with us, that we can encourage one another in the Lord. You can do that to each other in the congregation. You can comfort one another. You can help each other. You can pray for one another. You can value each other better than yourselves. You can sacrifice your own time. Your energy, your finances for others and help each other out. That's what the Lord loves. He gave us all for us, didn't he? So praise his name. Do you know, the presence of God is so important in our lives. And uh, sometimes we want God to come into our presence and we want the blessing to come down to us and, and that's great. Sometimes we're the center of the universe, as it were, and God's not really the center. and We just keep praying, Lord, help me so that I can do what I want to do. And and strangely enough, wonder of all wonders, God is actually so gracious. He actually does bless us. Even when we start out self-centered. But God wants something more for us. He wants to become the center. You know, when when it's all about us, sometimes we feel unworthy. And uh, there's three people I want to mention in the Bible here. The first one's Adam and Eve. And when it comes to the presence of God, it says here, if we've got the verse in uh, Genesis chapter 3, verse 8, there we go. It says, um, See, Adam and Eve went and hid from God's presence. It says, And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. They were feeling unworthy. They had eaten of the fruit of the tree that God told them not to eat of, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They were leaning to their own understanding. That old wily fox, the devil, that old snake, uh, had gotten into their ear, and he had caused them to lean to their own understanding. And here they were, feeling unworthy and beginning to think stupid thoughts as if they could hide from God. (laughs) It makes me laugh. You know, we know that we can't hide from God. He knows our thoughts. He knows everything in our hearts. Then we go to Genesis chapter 4 and verse 16, and we find out that their son Cain, who killed Abel, the first murderer, it says, then Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east east of Eden. Adam and Eve tried to hide from God's presence. Their son went out from God's presence. You see, because feeling... Feeling unworthy, and God judged him, of course, Cain, and sent him out. But then it says, uh, Jonah, Jonah here, in Jonah chapter one, verse one. This is the third one. Jonah chapter one, verse uh, one to three. Who knows the story about Jonah? By the way, God told him to go uh, down to Nineveh, a wicked, wicked city. Um, I think there was 120,000 at least in that city, and uh, he was to preach and tell them to repent. And, uh, and turn from their wicked ways. But Jonah didn't like that idea. He decided he would take off the other direction and go to Tarshish. And uh, so he decided to run from God. And it says, it says here, The word of the Lord came to Jonah. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it. Because of the wickedness, its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah, Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed to Tarsus. He ran from the presence of God. What a crazy thing to do. Why would you want to keep away from God's people? Why would you not just want to just be excited about getting here? You know, I am excited about Sunday mornings. This morning is the best day of my week. Did you know that? When we can come and we can just worship the Lord and praise Him. We do that at home during the week, but there's some added blessing when we come together as a church. Jesus said He would be here. On, whenever we gather together, he'd be in the midst of us. And we can come and praise him and honor him with the best, the first fruits of our week and the first fruits of our finance and the first fruits of our lips, our praise and worship to him. We can honor him and give back to God. Because as Jesus said to the woman of Samaria, he said, The Father is looking for worshipers. And they that worship must worship in the spirit and in truth. So I just love doing that, it is very freeing. So you got these people running from God's presence. But God's presence is so important to us. Why would we ever run from God? People in our nation are doing their own thing and keeping away from God's presence. And they're out there just living for self. But God wants us to draw near. He says, draw near to me and I'll draw near unto you. Now I want to just mention three things just quickly here about the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. The first one in Deuteronomy, uh, verse uh, 37. It says there, He brought you out of Egypt with His presence. Speaking about the children of Israel, and with His mighty power, He brought you out of Egypt. How many of you know that the children of Israel were in bondage in Egypt? They had spent 400 years there. There was many of them, possibly up to 2 million people, And they were being treated as slaves. And they were doing all the building for the Egyptians. But God brought them out miraculously. He brought them out with His presence. They were delivered by the presence of God. Now, I don't know what you're going through this morning. There are many trials in life. But you will be delivered by the presence of God in your life. He will take you through, He will bring you out to Himself. You know, when I was younger, I was lost in the world. Egypt is a picture, another picture in the Bible of the world, where the enemy, the devil, has us in bondage. But God brought me out of the world with His presence. He drew me to Himself. He chose me in Christ from before the foundation of the world. And I was delivered from the bondage of self and sin and the things of this world that promised to please, but they didn't in the end, and they left me are destitute and naked and hungry spiritually. We were delivered by the presence of the Lord. Praise God for His mercy. Now, the second thing is we are enlightened by the presence of God. It says in Psalm 16, verse 11, it says there, You will show me the path of life. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. You know, as I enjoy the presence of the Lord daily in my life, as I go to His Word, as I I, uh, read His Word, I let Him speak to me by His Spirit and through His Word, He shows me the way I can be blessed in life. He shows me the way to go in life, how I should treat someone that does something against me, how I should be forgiving, how I should take of what I've got instead of holding it, hold it with an open hand and sow it. He's taught me that what you sow is what you reap. But then he's also showing me uh, way beyond that, that what Christ sowed, sowed there at the cross, that I am reaping. All that Jesus is and was, I am reaping because my eyes are on him. And God has blessed me with abundance and he's blessed you with abundance in Christ. And so God is showing us the path of life. His presence makes the difference. His presence guides us. I, I'm just so thankful to the Holy Spirit that I received when I was born again. And He, he, he come, I was sealed with the Holy Spirit, but I'm thankful too for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the communion of the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit is God, and He dwells in our spirit. And Jesus is always with us too, and He said He'd never leave us nor forsake us. And so the, the job of the Holy Spirit in our life or the work or, or what the Holy Spirit loves to do is to point out Jesus. And, and every morning when I wake up, that's what He does. The first thoughts of the day, I'm, I'm, I'm busy thanking God for the blessings. And it changes the day. The Holy Spirit is communing with my spirit. And then I'm thankful. And then I'm counting my blessings. You know, some people get up in the morning and they just whinge and gripe. And they think about all the negative things. And they end up sad and miserable people. But what a difference the presence of God makes. And the Holy Spirit is like lifting up our hands and pointing out Christ. He doesn't exalt himself. He loves to exalt the Lord. The Lord doesn't want to necessarily be the, be the one who draws everyone to himself. What I mean by that, he actually exalts the Father. He, he, so the, the, the whole Godhead works together wonderfully. The Father exalts and honors the Son. He's highly exalted him. And so that it's that same principle that works in the church. We value one another better than ourselves. And so we're taught the pathway of life as we come to the Word of God and as we delight ourselves in the Lord and enjoy His presence. Praise God for the Holy Spirit. Praise Him for His presence. You know, we're only earthen vessels at best. But the excellency of the power and the glory is of God. And that's your kind of glory dwells in us. And it's wonderful. It's wonderful that God would include us in himself, in Christ. Praise his name. What a victory. And the third point is that we're transformed by his presence. 1 Corinthians 1, verse 27 and 29. But God has chosen the foolish things of this world to put to shame the wise. He's foolish things like me and maybe others. Maybe we weren't the most cleverest people when God saved us. Maybe some of us still play with our toys at home, apparently. (laughs) So I heard this morning, I don't remember when I last was on the floor playing with the trains, but maybe in my sleep. (laughs) But he chose the foolish things of this world to put to shame the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things that are mighty. And the base things of the world... And the things which are despised, God has chosen. And the things that are not to bring to nothing the things that are. Why? That no flesh should glory in his presence. He that glories, let him glory in the Lord. We don't preach ourselves. I don't point the finger at you and say you need to do better. You should be on the door or you should be working in the kitchen or you need to give more money to the church and you you shouldn't, the shoulds and shouldn'ts. I don't whip you. I point you to Christ. It's that the excellency of the powers of God and not of man. And we have this power in earthen vessels. I just love, I just love what Ian preached a couple of weeks ago when he, because uh, it says here, he, God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And he spoke about shamgar, was it? Shama. Shama. Shama, there we go. something thing like that. Shama. And, and here were the Israelites planting the field of lentils each year. And just as it was harvest, and they're thinking, Man, God's blessed us this year, the enemy would come down to rob it, the Philistines. Perhaps another type of the flesh and man again. Another picture of the flesh. And they would come down and the armies would come down, and all the Israelites would take off. A bit like when Goliath was there and David defeated him single-handedly. Sometimes we can't be, we're not very brave, but only someone, the enemy goes, that's better. And, uh, and suddenly we're running in the other direction. Well, that's what happened with the children of Israel. And so the Philistines would come down and think, mate, we've got a free feed. Let's just cart all this stuff back up. We didn't even have to sow. We'll just rob this. And that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to rob us. But here was Shem Shammah. At any rate, something like that. It was the same man. That, the, the whole three pronunciations of that word are the same man. <laughs> And he said, "No, this has got to stop and he was there alone. Everyone else takes off. He grabs his sword and defeats the whole army. It's amazing. It's amazing. He enjoyed the supernatural presence of God upon his life. The presence of God is so important. It's such a blessing. And I was just so encouraged by that. One man in God is the majority. See? If you had you and God, you're the majority. You don't need a thousand people with you. You just need the presence of Almighty God, the Spirit of God living on the inside. A well of living water springing up. Enjoy the presence. Practice His presence. Get into His presence. Meditate on His Word day and night. Commune with the Holy Spirit within. Commune with your Father. So we're delivered by His presence and we're we're, we're enlightened in His presence and we're transformed by the presence of God. How encouraging is that? Now, I just want to finish up because Ruth told me I only had 15 minutes and it looks like it's up. How many know that when you're in the presence of your wife, you've got to do as you're told? Glory, <laughs> glory. She's worth listening to, though. I thank the Lord every day for my wife. She's wonderful. Praise God, what a blessing. Why she'd want to hang out with me for 24 years, I wouldn't know. But there you go. There's wonderful things happen when you're a Christian. Miracles every day. There's miracles happening every day, praise God. You're distracting me, stop that. I'm trying to tell you a story and now you've distracted me. Help him, Jesus. Well, you might see that I've got a Fiji um, T-shirt on. And... A week or two weeks ago, when was it? The Warrior game. I'm going to be in trouble this morning, but Rugby League, the Warriors, wasn't it? They were playing, it wasn't the Warriors, was it? Anyway, there was this team. I don't pay too much attention. I just lay on the couch and watch it. Come on. The New Zealand team in Rugby League, this is a fact, (laughs) were playing a Fiji team, that were also playing rugby league (laughs) about 10 days ago, whenever it was. You got that? Now that's the setting. Now, New Zealand came out and did the haka like they normally do. No, first they're God of nations at your feet, in the bonds of love we meet. Next thing they're doing the haka and going, (laughs) pull you. Okay, and I thought, that's a bit strange. One minute you're singing in the bonds of love we meet, next thing you go like But that was all right because that was our team, so I'm always backing them. <laughs> but then something amazing happened. Instead of the Fijians walking up and trying to be tough like some of the other teams do, you know, English and the Irish, and they walk up and they come forward, you know, just to face them off. Do you know what they did? They just went, shrugged. They got into a circle and they started singing hallelujah. They started pointing up to God. Some of them had JC on their wristbands. One of them, and they were singing like this, like we do in Excite, not like this. Okay, they were singing like we do in Excite, you know, heads up, giving it all out, you know, full throttle. One of them had tears just streaming down and I was going, whoa, and they're pointing up. It was like sham, sham, sham sh, Shama, something like that, like Shama. Well, I want to tell you, after that game, they actually won. That was when I said, no, I'm backing Fiji. So I was a trader. I said, I want you to win. They won. There was no, I don't think there was any tries, was there? They won 4-2. Amazing. Probably because I was for them, praising them, encouraging them. In my lounge, I think. In the spirit. Well, they won. You know, the New Zealand team looked like stunned mullets. They just couldn't believe it. They literally looked like stunned mullets. They're just standing there. Going, what just happened? What just happened? So then the TV announcer comes and gets the player of the day from Fiji, and he's talking to him after the match and he was crying he was crying there was just tears of joy coming down his face you know what he said and this is uh, his name was Kevin because he says Kevin says I'm lost for words I just have to thank God for this moment and he was crying oh we couldn't have done this without him it's the only reason why I said we would be here He's been in the forefront of this camp. I'm just going to keep proclaiming the name of Jesus. I can't take the credit for this, he said. Imagine that. It's no wonder I was back in the May. You can see why. And the announcer says, what, what can this team go do going forward now? And Kevin says to him, he says, I'm telling you, with God, we're going all the way. You know, we couldn't have done it without Him the last 10 years. We couldn't have done it ourselves. But with God, we're going to go all the way. Is that right? I want to encourage you. Lift up your hands. Enjoy His presence this morning. But each day of the week, look to the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He'll direct your path. You'll be directed by the the presence of God. Let's praise and worship Him this morning. Let's stand. Glory.